The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, November 16th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 62. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And I can see by that look Uh-oh. in your eyes, I'm about to throw a wrench at Dave. I mean, at Nick. Yeah. Give me a 62. Yeah, I wasn't ready for it. And this is not a good one. The only guy I can think of is, mm-hmm. is Brian Baldinger. Brian Baldinger played for the Cowboys? Yeah, and he like, wore 62. The one I didn't that, know he played for the The one Cowboys. that does the tape breakdowns? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had no idea he played for the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, now I'm questioning. No, he he did in the 80s. He was like their lineman in the 62. Really? I don't, I'm probably like played, I don't know, 83, 84, 85, something I like just, that. I know him from the stuff he does for NFL Network, but I yeah. didn't know that he would play for the Cowboys. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, I can't think was of Was he any good? No, I mean, not really. I don't think he played for that long. In You're the right. Middle, middle five years, six, uh, yeah, five years. With the Cowboys. With the Cowboys. Yeah. Wow. 80, this is, it's not a. It, there's not a lot of 62. <laughs> this is a, Marco this is a. Rivera Marco Rivera. Marco yeah. Rivera. Ah. Good job. Yeah. Parcells was all over that signing and that didn't work out. He yeah. hurt his back and like hurt his back in his first week here. Yeah, it was, yeah. that was one of the bad ones. Uh, John Fitzgerald. Yeah, he was a good player. 70s. Yeah. Yeah, I just picture like older fans, just like, come on, you yeah. don't know John Fitzgerald. Yeah, are y'all missing John Fitzgerald? Sorry. That's the answer. I'm the right sorry, answer. Johnny Fitz. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like currently, oh, I, to, Six, I mean, sixty-two is the guy. That I'm just like, okay, he'll be cut. <laughs> like sixty, six. There, he's wearing sixty-two <laughs> for these three weeks. All like, I can think yeah, of, I think it was Braylon Jones this year. I think okay. the Houston the guard. Houston guard center. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think he's still is, he's still here. Guy. I think he just I think so too. He's yeah. on the practice squad. Yeah. The Water Boy, a movie you've probably never seen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Bobby Boucher. Yeah, he wore sixty two. No, no, yeah, okay. but he gets poked in the eye or something, or somebody said uh, one of the other team, and he was just like sixty two, yeah, sixty two, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then he yeah. just goes and just like annihilates him. It's good. It's a good movie. good movie. No, not a good better movie, than Hoosiers. It's an Adam Sandler movie. Okay. Hoosier. What you told me Hoosiers is one I should watch. I'm just trying to see Hoosiers. And, and Waterboy. Not the same? No, they're not the same. <laughs> not it's a different close. type of thing. It's like no <laughs> one, no one's gone sport. out and bought the 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 Waterboy soundtrack. You know, and like, who buys the Hoosiers soundtrack? I'm sure people have. Nick, Nick, and all of his closest friends can quote Hoosiers from beginning to end, and yeah. he spends all of his time with the only two guys who have never seen it. That's okay. That's it, it, okay. It's an older. <laughs> it's an older movie. It, it's a. It's a good movie. It, you know, it's funny. It's a great movie. You know, actually. we always are like two Americas. Mm. Why, why is it quite often Dave ends up in my America than in your America? Like, it's kind of interesting. Hmm. I saw this on Twitter last night, and I was like, there was one of those moments I was like, Dave's in my America for some reason. I like, I mean, look, no. I am, no, Dave. I, I can be very painfully white, okay? I just want to make that clear. <laughs> that's, but that's actually really funny. I, funny. I, I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, so I, I, I got a little bit of both, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what to say. Right. Tony, you okay? Are you way, okay? <laughs> you got okay. him with that statement. He, he liked the uh, greatest his Yeah, I wasn't uh. ready for that one. I've said this a lot, and I, I have another friend that's that's this way. But Dave is one of the few people that I know. Him. I mean, I feel like I know a lot about some things, like cowboy jerseys or Super Bowls, <laughs> yeah. Final Fours, whatever. Dave is one of those people that knows a lot about a lot, and that is very, very impressive. I very mean, well-rounded. Yeah. Very I mean, well-rounded. if you could probably hang in there and talk politics with you today and stuff that's going on in oh, the world fun. and all that. Yeah. I've had some of those conversations. Right, right. With the, you know, and then, but then he knows you know, a lot of sports stuff, too, rap, movies, stuff, all that kind of stuff. The key to it? Literally, anytime I'm curious about something, I just go down a Wikipedia wormhole. I did it last night. I found it. Oh, uh, that's because you were doing the crossword puzzle and you were cheating. No, when, well, uh, I also I do a lot of crosswords too, yeah. but no, like I'll just I'll hear something and be like, I don't know anything about that. Like, just, just some I saw a video the other day about some random like 
Castle in Scotland. And I was like, I've never heard of that. Where is that? Google it. 40 minutes later, I'm into like five different articles. Don't even remember why I Googled it. I probably <laughs> do know, that twice a day. You know. And that's why. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't tell my boss that. But I don't. <laughs> as long as you're not doing it at work. <laughs> <laughs> Pins on, on the day. Oh, maybe in the off season. Yeah, right off season. yeah, off season. You know, I almost was about to say something like, oh, "It's a good thing there's not we're not playing like this, you know, great team, great game yeah. coming up." But you know what? We it's get a, we get a lot of people on Twitter that say to us, "They appreciate this. Yeah, they like this stuff. They like talking about college football." Well, you know what it is. That. Those are the people that have. That essentially live with us, and what I mean by that yeah. is they are with us every day throughout the season, in the off season. They've been doing this for years, so to them, it's just like sitting around with friends, having conversation, and just listening to conversation. So it works for them. It's the people that came in for the first time and like, let me check out this yeah. thing called the Cowboys Break, and then they hear us talking about minute whatever. six, and we haven't <laughs> right. said anything about for the you guys. We apologize. You'll get used. The to one it. thing we've said about the Cowboys so far is that we can't think of anybody who wore sixty. <laughs> Okay. By the way, Tony I, Tolbert wore Tony Tolbert wore yeah. for for a minute. So we're coming yeah. in with some names. No, he works. wore it in that Darren Woodson wore forty five, Jason yeah. Witten wore forty nine type okay. thing. Like, yeah. okay, we don't know if you're going to be a good player. We're going to you're not going to get a nineties yet. Yeah. yeah, and then you start you start balling out. And and, I, and real quick, I got to figure out. I need to know what movie I haven't seen that everybody was like, oh my god, you got to. We got to figure that out. Well, you know. haven't seen anything that came out before like nineteen seventy five. So I've never actually seen anything. I've never seen a movie in my life that is older than me. Right. Ever. Really? I mean, that's that's incredible to me. Like mm-hmm. never. I haven't seen any movie. The easy one is I mean, I you never seen Godfather. Godfather. No, you never seen, you ever seen Godfather. There's a horse gets cut off in the uh, horse's head in the bed or something like that. Yeah. That's all that's all I know about. Cas- that. Casablanca, like the mm-hmm. most famous movie yeah. ever. Uh, I don't give a damn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, hey, you know what? This stuff used to was bother me. I'm going to mark, I'm gonna mark that. Was that, is that the right movie? No, that's Gone with the Wind. Yeah, this is all the same uh, thing, though, for him. Yeah, but crap. It's all the same thing. That stuff, I had a good one that stuff used to bother damn me, and it. now I'm just like, live your life, man. Life's too short right. for you. Everybody's got their own thing. I don't you know? care if you've seen it, if you don't care, and we can just move on with our lives. There we go. Right. Yeah. Anyway. All right, let's talk some Cowboys football. No. Um, here's what we're going to do. Actually, in the second segment here today, we're going to be joined by a former co-host of the break from a long time ago when we were still young men, Nick. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, we were we were really young. Younger, much for younger, sure. Much younger. But Dia Wall is going to be joining us. She now is a, a, a news anchor out in Kansas City, so we'll have her join. We'll like, talk a little bit. Like billboard worthy? You think? Yeah. Like, like, on no, like, like literally like, come and join us today. We are talking yeah. about whatever. Like yep. she does the news, like the yep. hard news. So, yeah, she uh, we'll have her join us here in the second segment, and we're going to uh, – can take a stroll down memory lane. She'll tell us a little bit about what's happening out in Kansas City as well as we prepare for our trip out there this weekend. But before we get to that, though, I did want to – I had a topic I wanted to hit that I think we're going to have to take a little bit more time on. So I'm going to go to my secondary topic right now because we only got a few minutes before we go to our first break. Um, I was interested yesterday that uh, Jordan Lewis was a topic of discussion um, with a lot of the, the coaches who talked. Uh, McCarthy talked about him. Dan Quinn talked about him. They said things like he's competitive and aggressive. Uh, they said he's excellent quickness and tackling, and that's important for a slot guy. Uh, said he was down for any challenge, way past scrappy was the, the part I really love that they said. My question for you guys is, this year we've seen, uh, you know, when you think about it, uh, Antonio, I mean, I'm sorry, Anthony Brown has been really good at, at the opposite corner from Trayvon Diggs. You got Jordan Lewis who was playing a really nice, had a really nice game this week. He's played pretty good this season. In a year like this where the Cowboys went all in last year in the draft with cornerbacks, how much do you think it's setting back those guys and their ability to be able to get on the field and start trying to figure this thing out because these guys are playing so well? And the likelihood is that at least one of them, maybe both of them, won't be back next year. That's a long question. I know. It is a long Golly. question. <laughs> no. And I know that's one of your pet peeves. No, so sorry. I, I was just – so, I mean – I, my first thought, honestly, was like, I don't care, like, like, because the fact that these guys are playing playing well. I mean, so I don't think it matters if Kelvin Joseph's getting set back or Nashawn Ride or whatever, just because you know these other guys are playing well, and 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 that's they're 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 making plays. I think it's a lot of it has to do with the scheme. I think the the pass rush has been good. It's helping these guys. They're they're, they're seeing the ball. Everything's staying in front of them. They're making plays on the ball. I think Joseph would probably 
you know, he, he's not too far from getting out there and playing. I don't think it matters. He did have some. He is getting some playing he's time. Getting, yeah. He's getting some. You know, second round, third round picks. You want them to contribute. You don't. You don't have to be on the field right now. If it was your first round pick, you know, if they would have drafted Horn. You know, or or uh, Sertan, and 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 they weren't as good as Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis. Then that would be weird, kind of, and, and you know. But I don't think it's that big of a problem right now. Yeah, I'd love the question because it makes me feel smart. Because you can go find the tape as soon as as soon as Horn and Sertan went off the board. This is what you were signing up for. This is the likelihood. I we said it all summer. I think it's going to be hard for these guys to beat out three veterans who've done this for a long time, who the team is already invested in. And injury played a role in that. Kelvin was unavailable for a while, but lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. And yeah, I'm not going to go as far as to say I don't care, but the train keeps rolling. Like once the season starts, Develop, especially if I mean, if you're bad and you know you're building for the future, that matters. But I'm trying to accomplish something here, I don't yeah. have time to worry. Especially, especially if it's outside of a first round pick. I mean, Tristan Hill didn't do anything his first year. Uh, Cheeto, Cheeto, well, well, he, he got hurt. He got hurt. Well. Cheeto and Jordan had limited roles as rookies. Injury was part of that too. But they, it took them time to get on the field on a consistent basis. Um, I mean, shoot, obviously, Jalen and Randy are unique circumstances. But again, you're never guaranteed. The further back you go in the draft, your first round pick needs to be doing something. Everything else is dependent on the circumstances. And for that matter, I don't even know. Jordan and AB don't have to go anywhere next year. They're on affordable contracts. AB's got one more year left on his deal. Jordan will have two. So... I, I have no problem with what it you, whatsoever, and sorry, Nick, I no, keep so going. I'm just but, keep, I want to ask Derek why 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 do you think? Yeah, that? why does this bother well, you? Well, yeah. here's the thing. I, what I'm what I'm concerned about, and I don't know that honestly, there is no real answer. You're right. Once you get into the season, you play the best player. You don't worry about all that. But I do wonder if it affects their decision making once you get to the off season, because in the off season oh, they got to make a decision on those yeah. two guys. On, on Jordan and on and on Brown, they got to make a, a decision, and it's one of those things where it's like I don't know, are these guys ready to step into that role if we decide not to sign them? They don't or why do you to have to make a decision on these guys? You don't. I thought one. Of them, neither thought, one of them is out of contract. No, they both have signed three to they five both, year deals. They signed the same deal. Yeah. AB signed it in 2020, and Jordan signed it in 2021. So how long do they have left on their deal? AB will have one more year when this season is over, and Jordan will have two. Yeah. Okay. So it's Which, now good. is there something to be said for you could try to cut costs and get rid of those contracts yeah. to help you sign the Randys and the Schultzes and the Gallops of and the world? And maybe that's the way I'm thinking about it is like you got a lot of decisions sure. to make and you can't keep everybody. So is that do they become yeah. casualties? But the question is you can't make that decision if the other guys aren't playing enough for you to know what you have with them, right? Yeah. I I just I can't bring myself to care about this cuz and again their their average salary comes out to like four and a half five million a year, which would be great if you could get cheaper. But it's also not a big enough number to keep you from accomplishing other things. So, I just it's just not something I'm losing a lot of sleep about. I've said this before too, and not trying to write off Kelvin or Nishan Wright. I'm actually I'm pleased with what they've both been able to do given the circumstances. Right, we knew he was super raw. He has a role. He hasn't been inactive this season, which yeah. is a win yeah, in my opinion. Good. Kelvin, he's doing more and more. He's gotten to play defense in late game stages two weeks in a row. He's been pretty impressive on special teams, honestly, for a guy that didn't do it in college. So I feel good about them. But again, you just talk about draft capital, and the reason this came up is because LSU has a cornerback coming out named Derek Stingley. I was like, if for some reason he falls to where the Cowboys pick, I would draft him. I don't care. You worry about that stuff later when you have. But he's this gonna time. be a high first round pick. Nah. It's a curious circumstance. He's he hasn't ball. he hasn't played a complete season since 2019. The injuries are the issue. Injuries and and his tape wasn't all that good in 2020. Nobody on LSU. Played yeah, I was about to say 2020 for everybody was pretty bad. But so it, it these are just the types of things you think about where it's like, man, if if a guy like Derek Stingley is for some reason still hanging around, you yeah. pull the trigger on that. Yeah, you pray that he's around. And so I him. my point is. Guard. Between <laughs> between Kelvin and Wright and the two veterans, yeah. they're not married to any of those guys, really, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. you don't want to give up on a top 50 pick after one year, and they're not going to. But I just – this just isn't a situation that stresses I just, me out. I think there's so much that's going to have to happen this offseason with management of this roster, roster because you got guys that you weren't even necessarily expecting to be as good as they've been – like J. Ron Curse, yeah. that that now I saw Brian just tweeting a little earlier. 
he was saying, like, he made this comment. He just kind of said it off the cuff. Like, I don't know if the Cowboys can even afford him. I wasn't thinking like that, but I am now thinking, like, I wonder what it will cost. Like, Curse. I wonder if there are teams out there. I wonder, if there I wonder if there are teams out there that are willing to say, like, man, we'll give him a pretty decent deal. And if you're, they're getting willing to do that, like, are the Cowboys willing to match that with yeah. everything, all the other just, deals that they're having to pay? Just remember about Curse. And, and, uh, and there's a lot of people out there, a lot of, lot of coaches that are stubborn and arrogant that look and they think that their system is the way it is and this guy fits it and this guy doesn't, mm-hmm. which I think is crap. And we've seen over the years that this stuff is crap. Tyron uh, Tyron Matthew, I think, is a perfect example yeah. of that. Uh, just just go <laughs> just go get a player, yeah. you know, go get a football player, and you figure it out. Don't your your system isn't that great, you know. I can see Belichick maybe can get away with it because the system's been proven to work, but you know the Rod Marinellis of the world and that that stuff still gets me. But there's a lot of coaches that probably wouldn't think Jaron Curse fits what they're trying to do because he's a unique. Player and you got to play him in a in a you know different spot and it's working. Dan Quinn saw him and said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I got a spot for him and it's working." I'm not saying every other team would figure it out just the same. He's not just a safety. You don't just put back there as a safety. He's a safety linebacker. You got to have a good role for him. So I'm not saying everybody would just be jumping at him. Well, I will say this though, and Dan Quinn, I think, was the one that was talking about it yesterday. It was either him or McCarthy talking about how now you're seeing a lot of defenses that are wanting to play that big nickel. Okay, he fills that role really nicely, and and there may not be a lot of guys out there in free agency who fill that role. And if more teams are wanting to do it, that makes him a very, very valuable commodity. We used to get a rundown, and if I had gotten one today, I would have been able to do a lot of research on Shot. the salary cap. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> we were getting into 2022 today we're not but it was just something i thought no but i just the reason i say that is something i think we all need to keep in mind is things feel very normal right now and they are and wonderfully so and i I love how it feels so good to be able to go out to restaurants and we go to these sporting events and covid's still a thing but we're not as worried about it as we used to be but the league is still dealing with a cap crunch. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's tied up under it. They're not going to make it all back this year. The TV money doesn't start to kick in for a few years. The reason I bring all this what is up. 23? 23. Yeah. The reason I. Another I br- year to deal with it. So, I don't. Like, there's not going to be as much money to go around. And I think teams. Across all teams. Uh, everybody. And I think everybody's going to still kind of have their belt tightened. And. I'm not trying to say that the Cowboys can hang on to all their players, but I do think that's going to affect the market where you're maybe not going to see as ridiculous an amount of just cash splashing on the first two days of free agency. So I'm interested to see how all that plays out, and I've got to think it gives the Cowboys a favorable chance of being able to do what they want to do. And I also think, and this is just a theory of mine, I actually think their ability to keep Dan Quinn here another year will help them with that because I think sure. for some of these players, they may look at it like, man, I was able to do things with this defensive coordinator that I haven't done in my whole career, Jade Ron Curse. Mm-hmm. And so being able to resign him to stay with that defensive coordinator may be valuable. Like they may be willing to say, hey, you know, I think I want to stay here. And even though I might get an offer that's a little bit more over here, and as far as money is concerned, I think I will play better. And I like the role I have here in Dallas better. I've been thinking about this too. And I actually – Again, going back to me being well-rounded, this is the dumb stuff I do in my day-to-day life. I'm on the elliptical this morning. There you go. Listening to my NFL podcast, just sort of getting ready for the day. And then I just start quizzing myself on, like, what jobs might come open this year. I came up with, like, six to eight. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter what they are. But you think about Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn. One of them is this supernova, hot name, rising star He's going to have his pick. Like, Kellen Moore doesn't have to settle for a job just because it's an opening. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then Dan Quinn is on the other side. He's like, well, I've already done this. I know what it's like to be a head coach. I know how unfun the wrong situation can be. And so maybe he's not as exciting as Kellen Moore because he's technically a retread. That sounds mean. But but he also, I think, has a chance to be very selective. So, again – People get worried about Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, and it's like these are two guys that might be a little more discerning than your average coordinators. And so I wonder if that gives the Cowboys a better chance to hold on to both of them as well. I don't know the answers to these questions, but these are just the things I think about. That just begs the question, and we got a few seconds before we go, but I want to ask real quick. If right now, if you had to guess, which one do you think is in high would be would be in higher demand? Kellen Moore, it will be in. I think he will be in higher demand because it's all about offense. It's all about your relationship yeah. with the quarterback, calling the plays. That is the 
everybody wants Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. That's what every team wants. The Cowboys have it right now. So, And Kellen Moore has never failed before. So I think that makes him the one that will be in higher demand. But I also think there's something to be said for the guy who's done it before, who's learned a few lessons from his last stop, all that stuff. So. I think there's some coaches, I think there's some teams that might look at it the other way and think Dan Quinn could be a, a better fit for them because, he, like Dave said, he's done it before. And also, you know, when you look at what the Cowboys have, there are some people that think, well, get a coordinator, a young coordinator. If you got a Dak, you got Zeke, you got the line, you got the receivers, yeah, you can make that work, and he's making it work. Um, but Dan Quinn came in here and just totally – kind of flip one of the worst defenses we've go. ever seen so you know and he's got the experience as well he's been in a super bowl before probably should have won that game they didn't but i don't think it was really because of him mm-hmm. whatever it is i mean he's been there so i you know cowboys are going to be lucky to get one of the two of them back <laughs> i mean the fact that dan quinn i think that's the point right there he has done more with less than kellen moore and well, for me, if I were looking at it, I'd be like, the way he flipped this defense from what it was last year to what it is this year, and then you count in the fact that he got his team to a Super Bowl when he was a head coach. Yeah, they didn't win it, but as Jerry said this morning, he should be a Super Bowl winning head coach. Like that was, there, yeah. there's no excuse excuse Which, for that. Ironically, and, Kyle Shanahan is like a darling in the NFL, yeah. and it's, I put it more on him than Dan Quinn. Right, but yeah. Dan Quinn's the head coach. That's exactly the the right. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Dia Wall. Uh, talk a little bit of old time break and uh, and find out what's happening out there in Kansas City. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. Registration for holiday youth camps is now open. Don't miss the Dallas Cowboys Football Academy and Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders Dance Academy camps on December 21st at the Star and December 22nd at AT&T Stadium. Space is limited, so register today at DallasCowboys.com slash academy. Welcome back. We are in the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And we got a very special guest for you guys, man. This this young lady, I, I feel like every time I see her, I feel like I'm I'm proud, like a dad would be proud of his daughter, because I saw her from when she was just a babe in this business to where she has grown now, and we'll get into some of that. But welcome to the show, Miss Dia Wall. Welcome back, Dia. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we miss having you around the here. The studio's but you, upgraded quite a bit. Uh, yeah, from the dungeon, the yeah. the old dungeon, the dank dungeon we used to be in. Yeah, it's very, very different. We got Jerry spent some money on us a few years ago, so it's all good now. 
Um, hey, real well, quick, what I, you guys. what I want you to do is I want you to just kind of first tell people what's been going on in your life because, man, from where you were when you were here to where you are now, like everything has changed. Everything has changed about your life. You got a beautiful family, but talk about where you, like, what all has happened these last several years. Man, I was really blessed and fortunate to work for the Dallas Cowboys for three seasons. Some of the best times of my life, some of the best friends in my life. And then went, I did news um, in Sherman, Texas. Then I moved to Tyler, Texas. And then Kansas City came calling six and a half years ago. And so I'm at KSHB. We are the NBC affiliate in Kansas City, also the home of the uh, Chiefs. And so uh, <laughs> it's been awesome, man. Married, two kids. I'm like a full-fledged grown-up now. Yeah, you are. You are. And by the way, what the one thing you didn't talk about is you're also an author, like Nick is. Like, you guys are both yeah. authors. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. You know, so I oh, yeah, uh, decided yeah, yes. to write a book after... Oh, Nick, you forgot. I, I think <laughs> I did. T- tell us about the book. Sorry. <laughs> oh, so the book is called The Unhappiest One, and it's all these different people, places, and experiences in my life that have taught me really meaningful lessons about happiness and fulfillment. And so uh, my journey there at what used to be the ranch uh, was a big part of that. And you guys uh, helped me quite a bit, I would say. Except for Nick, Derek, yes, Nick, no. <laughs> so when you're when you're in Kansas City and the Cowboys are playing, especially like a Sunday night game mm-hmm. on NBC, like are you like full fledged Cowboys fan wearing? I mean, because I, I think I saw a picture with you wearing Chiefs, so I don't know about that. First of all, let's roll this back, okay? I am born and raised in the state of Texas. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I think everybody in the Kansas City metro knows that. Uh, I wear Cowboys gear every game day uh this is a hard week for me thankfully it only happens once every four seasons but our station is the home of the chiefs right so um i've gotten to see what it does for a city that is really thirsting for a championship get to bring one home and so i will never root against the chiefs i want them to be successful i want them to do well because it's great for the community that i love and live in now but i'm a cowboys fan forever man So how's that going to work this week? So yeah. who are you going to be rooting yeah. for? Like, it's going to be hard. Who are you going to root for? <laughs> Look, she didn't want to say it. I wouldn't either. That's all, that's all you got. Yeah, this is all on, on camera now. Right. <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to say it. I'm rooting for the Cowboys. I'm rooting for the Cowboys. I have to. First of all, listen, the Chiefs have won a championship. They've been to the Super Bowl twice in the last two years, okay? okay. My team needs to shine. So, <laughs> Chiefs, I'm just I'm rooting really hard for the Cowboys this week. Hey, I'll say this: nobody was more frustrated with number nine, Tony Romo. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> she, she's not. You know what? And then this—that's Caden Gates. <laughs> this man gets to the booth, and I love Tony Romo on the call. I think he is amazing for CBS. However, you're right; I was totally frustrated, and I, I definitely can tell the difference in quarterback play and leadership. I just, Hmm. I feel like number four makes you believe you can win. Say what you will. I will still die on that hill, Nick. Hey, I'm with, which, by the way, Dia, I've heard like so much about you over the years. It's surreal to actually be talking to you. So, hi. (laughs) Um, Dave, meet Dia. Yeah, yeah, meeting you via Zoom all these years later, which you'll be at dinner with us Saturday night. Oh, fantastic. I can't, I can't wait. I'm, I'm pumped, which, so, I mean, you already kind of touched on this, but it's been kind of frustrating up there by recent Chiefs standards. Obviously, they kind of got back on track on Sunday, but I'm just curious what the vibe is. Like, is it all sunshine and rainbows now that they beat the Raiders, or or what are we stepping into here? Come on now, Helmy. You know what it is. <laughs> Winning cures all, right? Yeah. I think the first few weeks, I mean, the fans were pissed. The team was pissed. The Chiefs just didn't look like they were having fun, and they were loose out there. And so uh, they win a good division matchup on Sunday night. Uh, They hate the Raiders. That's a huge rivalry for them. And so I think for them, it's like that confidence boost, that shot in the arm. So you think about a team that was under fire from even the fan base here in the city to now it's like, well, you know, the last time the Chiefs were six and four, the year they went to the Super Bowl and won. Like winning cures all. And I think if you're if you've watched enough football, you know, that's the secret sauce. I talked to Nick Eatman, that is uh, last week. And it was like, watch, they're going to get hot right when the Cowboys come to town. How this is not a Sunday night game, yeah. I have no idea. Right. I can tell I you why. the biggest concern for the Chiefs, 
Sorry. I mean, yeah. But I think the biggest concern for the Chiefs at this point is going to be, um, well, when it comes to the Cowboys, the Chiefs know how to get out there and win, and they know how to get it done. I think they're a team that's had a championship mentality for the past two seasons. This season maybe bit them in the butt a little bit, and so I think they're ready to come out and really try to run the table because they're still in fourth place and really trying to push to get to the postseason and, and make another Super Bowl run. Yeah, and the the thing is, is Fox is doing doing this game, and and you know they they only get a couple of chances a year to get the Chiefs and get Patrick Mahomes. And you know, I was going to ask you, the I saw a commercial the other day uh, that didn't have Patrick Mahomes in it. It was weird. I mean, because he's in every other one. Have you met him? And he seems like even and this might change Sunday after you know Cowboys have to play him. But he seems like a guy you would just want to root for. I mean, I like him. I, I like watching. I like everything I see from him. Is he that guy? And and have you have experiences? You know, meeting him or interviewing him. Yeah, so I think I've met Patrick Mahomes once or twice. Not a ton. I cover a little bit of sports. I mostly do news now, oh, but right. he's a great guy. I mean, he's done some really, really impactful things in the community um, through his foundation. Opened some great all-inclusive parks in the city and underserved areas. So, like, you can drive now through the inner city and see kids and families out playing, right? He's on the cereal boxes. I mean, he's just all over the place. Donated, like, 25,000 books to kids just a couple weeks ago. So, I definitely think he's also made investments in local teams. So, he's part yeah. owner of the Kansas Royals. City Royals. That's awesome. His fiance, part owner of the Kansas City Current, which is... And, I mean, the women's soccer professional team is bringing the first dedicated stadium for a women's soccer team in the entire country to Kansas City. And so I think he's made a lot of smart investments in the community. I think he's really made it known that he loves this city and this community and he wants to stay here. Keeps his nose clean. Stay out of trouble. Like, he's just like a good dude. So it is hard. It is hard not to root for him and want to see him be successful. Plus, I mean, he's from Texas. Yeah. yeah, which did y'all y'all see what's happening in Kansas City this week? Of all weeks, no, they're opening Whataburger with <laughs> in, with really? input from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like, okay, that's been his initiative. He's like, we got to get Whataburger. So we should have changed it up. We should be <laughs> yeah. going to dinner at Whataburger. Uh, I don't know, night. man. You see the lines. You see the lines oh, at the no, drive-through. No, no, no. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. Oh, it's insane! It was insane. People were lining up at five, six a.m. Oh. and they didn't even open until eleven. Hey, hey, that burger is pretty good. I mean, I get it. Nothing is worth some, waiting in that line. That's for. some True. power right there. I mean, you bring yeah. water burgers to town. So, Dia, let me ask you this. I don't. I think sometimes. I mean, go ahead, D. No, no, no. You go ahead. Okay, I was going to ask you. I know being in in Dallas, it's hard sometimes to know what uh, what people are saying in other cities about the Cowboys. What's the tone of the conversation in Kansas City about Dallas this year? Oh, boy. Everybody loves to hate the Cowboys. And that's what's so crazy. I don't really understand that. You know, um, I think every team has dreamed of taking down America's team, right? They could be mad. They could be frustrated, whatever. But I think for them, they want this to be a statement game. So I know a lot of Chiefs fans here. Again, no secret that I'm a Cowboys fan. And so my mentions and DMs, the Chiefs hadn't even got to zero on Sunday night on the clock before they were like, oh, we can't wait. We're going to tear the cowgirls up. And I'm like, y'all, mm -hmm. just let them settle it on the field. Like, just let them go out there and play. <laughs> so I think especially when, to be honest, the Cowboys look different than I've seen them look in my adult life on all three phases of the game. And so I think especially knowing that the Cowboys are riding a little bit high, playing really well and executing at a high level, the Chiefs feel like they got this chip on their shoulder, and so does their fan base now, since they've come up against a little bit of adversity this season. So now I think they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to prove that the Cowboys aren't who you think they are. Mm. And so I think for them, they want this to be a statement game. And so I think in order for the Cowboys to win, they got to come out and set the tone early. Um, this is going to be a game that I think, shockingly, both offenses are potent, can really beat you, but I think this is going to be a game where the defense is going to turn the tide. Okay, so with regard to the, the the fans that are in the city, are there is that one of those cities where there are a lot of Cowboys fans? And do you expect them to be at the game this week? Do you f expect to be a, a nice number of Cowboys fans in the stands, or this one is was this one of those stadiums where it's going to be all Kansas City? They don't sell their tickets. It's just going to be a hometown game. I think they're going to be a good number of Cowboys fans, but Chiefs Kingdom, as they call it is ready. Okay, I think this is one game that everybody wants to be at. The tickets for the Cowboys game were almost double 
the price of tickets for every other opponent on the schedule from the minute that the schedule was released. Um, that's the Cowboys effect. Yeah. Let's call it what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people want to be in the stands. However, I'm actually doing a story today. I will be going out to interview some prominent Cowboys fans in town. Let's one go. who does a, a big radio show, one who has a huge Cowboys flag in his yard. The neighbors are livid. So, I mean, <laughs> I definitely think the contingent here is loud and proud and excited because Cowboys only come to town every eight seasons. So uh, they're trying to make the most of it. That's awesome. All right, real quick, uh, before we end the show, do you have a good Nick Eatman story oh, from the oh, time you were here? Go. You got anything I'm here good? for this. If you don't, it's okay. But do oh you have a good gosh. story of Nick Eatman from back in the day when he was a young man? Oh, and- my gosh. Okay. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> For the original breakers, right? Me and Nick used to sit next to each other Mm -hmm. in the studio. And one, I was always nervous about what he would say, what he would do. Nick's goal every single show was to throw me off my game Mm -hmm. with terrible inside jokes. Not all of them appropriate. (laughs) Not all that much has changed. I was about to say, sounds about right. Nothing's changed. Exactly. Exactly. But I will tell you, uh, nothing made Nick happier than to get me flustered so that he could, again, just annihilate me on the show. And so I think nothing's changed, man. I still consider you guys my big brothers. I'm, I'm so proud to see the growth of the show. I'm glad you let me put you on social media 10 years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, you were responsible <laughs> for us great. getting a Twitter account. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I got a Dia story. So All right, give me, a, just, uh, give me a Dia story, no, Nick. Yeah. No, no, no. No, this is this isn't a bad one. This isn't a bad one. We we were hosting together uh the Jerry Jones show uh one year and uh, we had tried to do some fun bits there, you know, for a certain segment. So one year uh, we were in training camp in 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 uh, San Antonio, and so we decided that we were going to learn the uh, the you know the ins and outs of a field goal, a field goal. So I got to work with Matt McBriar as the holder, and Dia got to work with LP Latticer, who was a nice <laughs> nice to Dia yeah. and, and snapping. And I thought I got the easiest part of it, you know, because I just got to hold and just spin it and laces out, Dan, you know, easy. She actually, in about 30 minutes, learned how to snap this thing perfectly. She was snapping. I was holding. We were going to kick a field goal for David Beeler. That was what we were going to do. We had the cameras out. We were going to do it. And and so I, I go to the camera, and I'm like, we just tied the game. We're going to do it. And David Beeler comes up, and he was like, what are we doing? We're not kicking this for real. I was like, yeah, you're going to kick it. She snaps on hold, you kick it. And he was like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. And kind of walks off. And then McBriar was like, kickers are weird, man. They don't want anyone else <laughs> to do it. Weird, so man. we had to change the whole segment, and we did the LSU flip over the shoulder oh. to Beeler. And so we were like, we went for two. We went for two. We never actually got to do it. But Dia, the snap was perfect. I thought the hold was good. We didn't get to Just kick, didn't it, kick it, yeah, but it's okay. Great. But she learned how to snap in 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> the good old days. Oh, no. Actually, I have to throw in one of my favorites was when we ran the 40. Y'all remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Oh, yeah. Let's and talk about that. Yeah, whatever. Against Josh Ellis. who I, yeah. I didn't come in last. Right. Poor yeah, Josh. We, we can talk about that. I mean... And we couldn't do it today. Oh, we could. Have, oh, we definitely could. This used to be a way more fun show. Oh, yeah. We were me, young. me, Dia, Josh, <laughs> and Derek ran yeah. the 40 together. Yeah. And oh. and uh, I don't know Man. what happened We're at the Alamo us. Dome, right? We're in the Alamo Dome. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was a little thinner back then and long legs. <laughs> and I, I think I got Derek right me. off. The, and then, so, so then Derek was like, let's, let's do it again. So we did it again. And I might have jumped the gun a little yeah, bit got the start on that one, the second yeah. one. And I don't know what happened behind us, but I know Josh Ellis went Came in flying <laughs> and got a – he fell on yeah. the turf and all that. Yeah. Dia beat him with, yeah. no, with no shoes on, right? Somebody didn't have shoes on. <laughs> yes. I was not running – I wasn't running in heels. I digress. You oh, guys, yeah. thank you so much for letting me come crash the party. Right. Oh, my gosh. We are such family and uh, such good times. I need your predictions for the game. No. I won't make one. No, no. We I can't be making good. predictions on a Tuesday. We don't make Tuesday yeah. predictions. I predict it's going to be loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this. Cowboys will win. I'm just trying. I'm not ready to get my score yet, but Cowboys are going to win. Definitely going to win. I'm not there yet. I told Nick early today well, they're going to win next year. Cannot. Yeah. They need to if they're trying to make a push for the Super Bowl. Hey, thank you, thank you guys. Right, it's been so much fun, and I can't wait to welcome you to KC. Yeah, right. we'll see you see on you Saturday soon. night. Thanks, Dia. All, All right. right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we got some more that we're going to get into. We'll talk a little bit about NFC, a little Pro Bowl. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. 
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf, the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. All right, your favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd. And Sunday, mm. April 3rd, 2022. Tickets on sale now. Get yours before they sell out. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. How do you think that would be as a Christmas gift? Like, if I gave all you guys a Christmas gift that we were going to WWE, would you like that? You, that's a hell of a gift. Those asking, tickets are not cheap. I'm asking, would that be a good gift? Hell yeah. Nick? Yeah, I guess. Okay. I mean, if you like wrestling and like That's what I'm asking. Would you would Last time WrestleMania was here, I saw Shane McMahon fly off the side of a 30-foot cage. It was awesome. Yeah, That's I'm in. Awesome. I'm in. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Okay. Yeah. We'll see what we can do on that. I, I for me, you know, I I grew up a big wrestling fan growing up. Oh, me too. But but now, you know, I mean, it's one of those things like I've gone. I've yeah. gone to WrestleMania and I say I've done You've it. been to WrestleMania. I've yeah. never been to WrestleMania. Yeah, we yeah, like you didn't five go years five ago. years ago. So oh, I went. Yeah. It was awesome. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be one of those things where I would, you know I was just waiting for like I mean honestly, I thought like maybe Hulk Hogan was gonna come back. Yeah. I thought there was a chance he might come back or The Rock. Yeah, the Rock I'd be did... the guy holding up the Coco Beware sign and then Coco like, Where's Coco Beware? Beware. He's not coming. <laughs> Yes. The chic. That's, like, you know, I'm back. Do you remember in the day. Coco Beware's uh parrot that he had? Do you remember what the yeah. name of it was? No, I don't. What was it? I think it was Frankie. Frankie? Maybe Why does not. that not ring a bell? I don't know. Coco Beware. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't remember that. Uh maybe not. That just sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. How about how about Mike McCarthy, which I asked him about yeah, when he walked by talking about wrestling. I asked him, he you know, he said he goes back, he said George the Animal Steel Remember that, used yeah. to like eat the turnbuckle. Oh, Mike McCarthy, there no doubt in my mind he was a pro wrestling guy at one point in his life. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah for well, sure. Pretty definitely. much everybody was at some point in their life. Yeah, it's just a matter of when and how long, wrestling. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know? All right, here's what we're gonna do. I wanna talk a little bit. This is a topic I brought up yesterday afternoon. This is the kind of stuff for you guys out there listening that we do in our office on a regular occasion. And I just was kind of like, Nick, you think Dak's going to be, you think he's a legitimate MVP, league MVP candidate? And he was like, he gave me his answer. And I asked Dave the same question. He gave me his answer. I was like, bet. That's a show topic. So here we go. (laughs) Got a segment. (laughs) So here we go. Uh, I'm going to toss it up, and I'm going to let you guys go at it a little bit here. (laughs) Is is Dak Prescott a legit MVP candidate? Go ahead, okay. Nick. He, yes, he's a legit candidate. I don't think he'll win. So maybe if I don't think he'll win, then I guess I don't think he's a legit candidate because okay. I don't think he's going Why? to win. 
I just think there's other teams, other guys that are probably, by the end of the year, will probably be considered more of a one-dimensional. They lead their team. They're the only guy that they've what got. What do you one-dimensional? Say well, just like a, an Aaron Rodgers or, or a, a maybe. You mean a team that fo- the, everything they do is about him? Yeah. I got you. Yeah, that's why. I, I, and I just, you know, I don't think the Minnesota game helped from that standpoint. They were able to win without him. Um, you know, and he's having a great season, and and he he is the best player on the team. I'm not saying he's not. I just feel like at the end of the year, there'll probably be other guys that have a record right up there, and they'll they don't have as much help. They won't have as many Pro Bowlers around him. So that's why I don't think he'll probably get that. I think uh, I think either Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray is going to win NFL MVP this year. I, I mean, and that's simplistic. We're only halfway through the season. Rodgers is in there. Brady's in there but you can already see it shaping up and we talked about this yesterday I'm stealing this straight from um Robert Mays who does a wonderful job with the athletic football show um when you think about the narratives I really think that that's I think that's really important um he he's never won it before You, you got Brady who's won it I think three times Rogers just won it they don't they don't like that. They want new. Dak Prescott is new. Dak Prescott is also playing amazing football. He's on pace for 4,500 yards, four touchdowns. He is the engine that makes this thing go. I also think this is weird to say, along with Brady and Rodgers, he is the most like developed passer in the NFL. Like How much of what the Cowboys do is predicated on Dak seeing what the defense is offering, changing it, sliding the protection, telling C.D. Lamb, hey, they're bringing cover zero. This is what they're going to do. Make for the back pylon. I'm just going to chuck this thing to space, and it's going to come down in your lap. Like He's he's incredible. He is operating at a Peyton Manning type of level, which people aren't – there's still people that aren't ready for that. Like There's still people that think of Dak as like – read option look for your first or second read and or or let Zeke take like no we're so far past that I think he is one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the world right now at diagnosing what a defense is trying to do Kyler Murray is just a phenomenal athlete I think he's developing all of that as he goes but he's got the athleticism that lets him make all these crazy plays he's also missed two games to injury by the way Cardinals won one of those, so I'm not I'm not trying to hear that eking past Minnesota discredits what Dak has done this year, especially if he keeps this up for eight more weeks. Like I said, you factor in all of that with what the Cowboys are doing, the brand power of the Cowboys. By the, they haven't had an NFL MVP since Emmitt Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Nin- right. 1993. Yeah. Jeez, if it's even debatable, he's going to win for the nar- the the star. The fact that it hasn't happened in 20 years. That can go backwards. That can go the other way, too. There are a lot of people out there that hate the star. Like That, that goes both ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it, it's almost like a snowball effect, yeah. though. And, and, and the writers that vote on it don't hate the star. The fans might, but... And and it's it's a new face. It's a new person kind of carrying you into this new era instead of Rodgers, who's won it a decade ago, and Brady, who's won it eons ago as as well as recently. So I just think it's if, if it's even close, I think he's got a fantastic chance to win it as long as he stays healthy, honestly. Nick, let me ask you this. What do you think or is there something that Dak can do more of that you think would turn it in his favor well, if I mean, it's not in his favor right now? I mean – I guess it all comes down to how you think things are going to finish. And I and I feel like, you know, I think the Cowboys are going to have some – this is going to kind of go up and down a little bit. This schedule that's in front of them is still going to be daunting, in, in my opinion. And, and I think this is the time of year where a lot of those decisions are made. So it all comes down to what the Cowboys are going to do here in the next month. Um, you know, they got five games in front of them, four of them on the road. So – you know he's if he if they go and they go four and one in that stretch or maybe even three and two if it's the right games then yeah I think he has a chance to like Dave said kind of put himself up there I just have this feeling and maybe because I've never seen it I think I've seen a lot of things before um, other than an NFC Championship game and a tie and an, and an MVP uh, uh, you know for the Cowboys I I I just can't 
visualize that happening. And I feel like the voters won't go for that. They'll probably look at the ballot and they'll think, come back player of the year. Oh, that, let's put Dak there. That's where I think it's going to happen. Oh, he already won that, unless he gets so many votes for MVP that they're like, all right, well, let's give— Let's give it to— let's, I can't think of somebody. Burrow. Sure, Burrow's yeah. Sure, yeah, Joe Burrow. Burrow's fine. Um, I forgot to mention Matthew Stafford, and there's something to be said for the power of L.A., and the league is just force-feeding us L.A. right now between the Super Bowl being there and Stafford well, being the on the It's the glitz and glamour, and then they're adding these players. Yeah, it's it. all of it. Yeah, it's all I, maybe it's—I was thinking about that when Dio was talking, like, and— I I laugh. I've been in this for eight years, so I get it, and and I love Cowboy Nation. But like, I vividly remember what it's like to be a fan of a non-Cowboy team and mm-hmm. how annoying that is. Oh yeah. Um, and I, so maybe it's kind of a taste of our own medicine, where you're like, enough about the Rams. Oh my God. Well, guess <laughs> what? That's what thirty other teams think about the Cowboys. Right. So, um, so yeah. But Stafford, Kyler. And I think Dak is right there. I and and like if you I put said, him in order right now, how do you think it? it I mean, I'm biased. Yeah. I, I, I've Dak? watched every snap of Dak's season. Ky- Kyler Murray's incredible. Yeah. The stuff that he can do. Um, I mean, I, I I'd go with Dak, but I'm I'm way too biased to offer an impartial opinion. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to me when you look at what Dak was as a college quarterback to what he is now as an NFL quarterback. It's been such a remarkable change. Like he is not the runner that he was in college. I, I would even say at this point, Dak is a is is among the very best proficient pocket passers in the NFL. Like the way he sits back there, and you were talking about how he sits back there, figures out what's going on with the coverage, gets the ball to the right guy, and is accurate. Gets the ball where it needs to be in some in some really sometimes some really interesting ways he has to get the ball in there. Like I I am just so impressed with how he has kind of changed his game from what it was to what it is now and is so good at it. You could do a whole show on this, but it's interesting the way the league is structured, you got to find a quarterback quick cuz they're cheap on their rookie contract. So guys are playing younger than ever and it's easier not to discredit them, but it's easier to play quarterback than it was even 10 years ago. Yeah. Roethlisberger's on his last legs. Brady will eventually be done at some point. Rodgers is what maybe. <laughs> Mannings are both of the Mannings have retired. Romo's retired. Like Rivers retired. All these guys, they got old and aged out, and now it's young guys who are good but are still learning how to play the position. Like a lot of these offenses are still. I don't want to say they're like simplified, but you're still just kind of learning as you go and kind of scheming things up for guys who aren't all the way there. I mean, even Mahomes, who everybody agrees is the best quarterback in the league, he even said, like, I'm still just learning how to read coverages. Remember when he said that, like, two years ago? And so it's weird to say, but Dak is in this weird... It's not weird, it's impressive, but he is, like I said, he's like one of the two or three most accomplished passers not Mm -hmm. pure quarterbacks but just in terms of knowing what defenses are doing know how to counteract it all that stuff it's weird to think because he's only 28 but he's he's right up there in terms of just understanding how to play the position yep all right that's a wrap for us we're going to be back tomorrow we're going to start getting into cowboys versus chiefs we'll have bucky brooks join us we'll talk about the chiefs offense versus the cowboys defense still in for nick even to dave hillman i am Derek eagleton this has been the break live on dallascowboys.com radio this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!